the, the, the games are over, but the game never stops. Never stops. This is College Football Overtime with Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Well, Abe Smoke was coming up over the Brian, over Brian Penny Stadium on Saturday, uh, and that's because Alabama topped the Tennessee Volunteers 34 to 20, and they did it after trailing 20 to 7 at the half, which I thought was very interesting. I came yeah. back from covering the Georgia Tech game on Saturday, and I see 20 to 7. And I said, oh, boy, oh, boy, what you have come to foretell, what you've been foretelling for, has come to fruition. Jalen Milrow has been figured out. They can't hit the deep ball. They, they aren't running the ball effectively against a pretty good volunteer defense. Well, and then 27 points later, Alabama outscores them 27 to nothing and, and runs away with this game. And I mean, Alabama, I don't really see who's slowing them down at this point. I mean, maybe we can get to the to LSU, but they just feel like a shoe-in to, to be a SEC championship game attendee at the very least. And Tennessee, you've got some questions, man. You've got some serious questions. I, I, the, the rushing attack wasn't good enough. The, the quarterback play wasn't good enough. The defense fell apart late in this game. It was just a weird sort of game and and look you just need points man hey what's up you yeah a, a lot of things uh were very interesting squirrel white was red hot early on he was completely <laughs> shut down for the last three quarters of this game i, I know he ended with uh, 111 uh receiving yards i think he had like 90 mm-hmm. in the first quarter i, I mean he was and that you building into that lead that you were talking about that 20 to 7 lead uh yeah. But it, the things that, that we focused on each team doing well or not doing well completely flipped in this game. Tennessee had to run the ball in this game. Guess what they yeah. did not do? Not well. Not well enough. Uh, Joe Milton and, led them in rushing today, on Saturday. Yeah, and it took him 15 carries to get 59 yeah. yards. Uh, Jace McClellan on the flip side. Alabama had not been overly dominant in the run game, uh, but 115 yards for him. Uh, and a touchdown for Jace McClellan it is you know, not that it was a breakout game. He's been their lead back and is, he's been a tough, a tough tackle, but he runs hard. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, it, it goes down to the same thing I've always said. I, I just, I, I refuse to understand how teams are letting Milrow throw 15 plus yard passes. If he's going to beat me with the seven yard check down, I'll take that every time. But, uh, obviously he had the one, the deep ball over the top that went for a touchdown. He had a couple others that, uh, throughout the game that didn't go for touchdowns, but were, were big chunk plays. It just still feels like their offense is super limited to the point where even if the run game is going well, I just feel like a better secondary, better than Tennessee's. I don't know. Someone like Georgia is going to be able to deal with, with what Milrow is giving him. Now I do think we saw Milrow take another step forward in composure and another step forward in leadership. And now I do start to wonder if you can work other aspects of that pass game back in between now and when they would hypothetically face Georgia in the SEC title game. I just, I think he is growing. I think it was a big panic move earlier in the season um, to bench him and and bring in Buckner and and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously they've gotten that back under control. They're rebuilding his confidence. And I think he is actually improving which is why we don't judge teams on what they look like in week three or what they look like in week four, especially not in college. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I'm still kind of flipping around. I, I don't know 
Look, I agree with you. Alabama should run through everyone that's left on their schedule with the exception of that LSU game because against LSU, 34 <laughs> points here against Tennessee. LSU's defense is not good, but you're, you're going to probably need more than that um, mm-hmm. to beat LSU, just the way their offense has been rolling. And so they're going to need to get that, and, and, and we'll see. But it, it, it has been a number now – of relatively clean games. I know he did have one interception, but it wasn't very costly. Um, It's just, I I don't know, man. I don't know how it keeps working, but Saban keeps finding a way to run what I feel is a very limited offense and drops a 34-point bomb on you. I mean, it's very impressive to see the way this team has grown from the incredibly shaky ground coming off that Texas loss into that old Miss game and now where they are now. It's been a very impressive, like, three-week turnaround for the Tide. Yeah, I mean, you look at the receivers. They have, the, the the leaders are, let's see, it's 15. They go into longs of 15, 17, 34, 22, 46. You can't stop the deep ball, then Alabama's going to be giving you problems for most of the day. It's just yeah. it's one of the it's just the nature of the beast here with, with the Crimson Tide right now. And when Milrose clicking, things are good. But on the flip side, Tennessee, I have some serious – There's they have some problems, man. I know you mentioned Squirrel White. He had a big day. Uh, people have been expecting him to, to really break out in a big way. And I think Here, you got to be able to ride out a 20-7 to 7 lead, man. you like, got – but that's like, the you thing. You have to find a way to ride that out. But that's my biggest thing is, is when you have a Jabari Small, when you have a Jalen Wright, those are guys you need to be giving the football. Those are guys that you need to rely upon in the second half. There is just – it's inexcusable that you can you take a, a you're you're leading 20 to what was it 20 to 7 at halftime and then you come out and immediately give up 17 points in the third quarter and then it just felt like hypo panicked a little bit and Joe Milton just then they started throwing the trying to throw the ball down the field and it just wasn't working and there was just they don't have that extra gear and for somebody that is that talented Joe Milton can throw the ball. I told I talked to Tennessee folks. I talked to a lot of Tennessee folks. I was just discussing all of this on Saturday. And he's the guy who can throw the ball through a barn door, but he can't hit the barn door to begin with. Like that's just what he is at this point in his, his career. He's 23 years old. Yeah, he, people like to talk about how he has potential NFL like size and strength and everything. And he might get drafted just because he has that arm strength, but the dude has had accuracy issues. He's 28 of 41, but he's averaging 6.6 yards per throw on this or per, 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 per completion. That's not acceptable. Like you, you have to do better than that, especially on a day where your two lead running backs account for 46 yards. This it's just the, the offense doesn't make sense with Joe Milton as quarterback right now. And I think, I don't know if it happens this week. Well, that's where I, was, I don't know I was... if it happens later. You got to head that way. You got to start moving in the direct, the, the future direction of Nico. You, you, it just has to happen. And, and the fact that 271, two touchdowns, like it's, it, it's a good game. But the Here's thing is, thing. he just doesn't add that extra layer that you lost with Hendon Hooker last year. He had that layer that you saw in the Orange Bowl. You saw it in the, in the, the game against Vanderbilt last year. They, he just doesn't have that extra gear, and, and that takes away a vital layer for the Josh Heupel offense. You've got a road game at Kentucky this coming week. I, 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 I know 
your gut would probably say not to make the change heading into a road environment at night in the SEC. Um, and you do have UConn after that uh, at home. So, so mm-hmm. if you want, but uh, you know, you've got Missouri on the road and Georgia at, at home throughout the month of November. I would give, if you're, if Nico is in your plans at all this season, I would make that move now to give him as much time as possible to get prepared. And even if it costs you the win at Kentucky to get prepared for that stretch against Missouri and Georgia, because if you head into that stretch with all he's done is beat UConn, I don't know how good you feel about that. So if the plan at any point in the season is Nico, it should be the plan now. It it, it just sort of feels that way. Um, I, I'd be like, if you want to talk about a panic move, I feel like ultimately if you, you put in that guy, uh, you put in the future of the program, it feels panicky because Joe Milton, I don't think he gives them a, the best chance to win, but he didn't do anything necessarily in this game that warranted getting pulled. I think it's just the way that he just he just doesn't hit. But if you're the, waiting the for if you're waiting to be eliminated from the SEC race, you're not going to get Nico anytime at all. No. But I that, think that they, the problem. they likely already have been eliminated from the SEC, the, the race of the SEC. Well, they got Missouri heads up. They got Georgia heads up, so they haven't been. But, I I, I mean, come on. No, they've been they eliminated. They have to win those games. I mean, come like, on. They they would need to win out because they're at, yeah. on the road at Kentucky, which is not going to be an easy game for Kentucky, no. for Tennessee. You, you have UConn. Who cares? Um, then you're on the road at Missouri. Home yeah, against Georgia. Yeah. That's going to be tough. And then you have the number one team in the country coming to, to Neyland Stadium in Georgia. And then you have Vanderbilt, which is a winnable, which you're, you're going to win that game. But you, there's a realistic possibility that they lose three three more games this year. Very yeah. realistic. And you lose one more, and they are completely eliminated. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. Georgia's not losing two games to the SEC. Yeah, if they they're losing two Kentucky, games in SEC. It's play. over. Yeah, it, I mean, it it would be official. Well, what I'm saying is, is yeah. now that you've lost your second game, it, it's very probable that they're eliminated completely. They probably Missouri, are now, but you can't rule probably. it out just because I, I just don't expect that Georgia's going to lose two games in the SEC. Uh, just period. I mean, they they've right. lo- they haven't lost an SEC regular season game to an Eastern po- opponent since 2020. So it's been a minute. So that you would need them to do that twice. Yeah, and I just don't expect that to happen. But uh, it's going to be an interesting road for them down the line. They have the big game next week, which I think is going to be a very important one for them.